Helen. Yes, my name is Helen Walton. I'm the Community Development Manager for the Leprosy Mission. And I have the great privilege of having Jersey as my patch. All my other team are going around the UK at the moment uh, in various bits of Manchester, Devon or wherever. But I'm in Jersey and it's wonderful. And I, you know, I'm very grateful to Ian for inviting me. He always gets in there first because World Leprosy Sunday, which is today, around the world we are acknowledging that leprosy still exists. Um, so churches are always very keen to have someone from the mission on this Sunday. And Ian always just gets in really early and I go, yep, yep, I'll do that. So thank you for inviting me. Thank you for the privilege of being here. And yeah, the island of Jersey supports Nepal Anandaban Hospital, which has been through such turmoil since the earthquake in um, April 2015. But because of you, and I always say you are the missionaries, this is an incredibly generous supporting church with prayer, with awareness, and with financial donations. So with, I have to say right now, because we'll be going through a PowerPoint and a little film, without you, none of this could happen. I'm a boring bit in the middle that just sort of gives the words out. You with your kindness and your generosity, the prayer awareness and financial support, give it to me, the boring bit, and then it goes out to Anandaban Hospital where you are transforming and reclaiming lives on a day-to-day basis. So I just want to say thank you for that before we start. And I want you to be looking at the pictures and looking at the film knowing you have made this happen. So, yes, the World Leprosy campaign in Jersey is for healing, loving and transforming lives at Anandaban Hospital. Thank you. Next slide. So Anandaban Hospital heals, helps to heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds. And that's what Jesus has called us to do. And it happens in this hospital. Anandaban is... 50 minutes southwest of Kathmandu, um, and it's set in a beautiful garden. It's a lovely looking, it's a godly place, there's no question. And in the earthquakes two, two and a half years ago, all around Anandaban Hospital collapsed. All the hospital, the um, nurses and the doctors' houses just became rubble, but Anandaban remained standing. I have to say, just. There are big cracks but it remained standing and it was able to help a lot of earthquake victims. So next slide, please. Anandaban is set in such a beautiful setting and the word means the forest of joy. And so I believe God, you know, is working so powerfully in the healing and transforming dark, broken, shattered lives, but in a glorious surroundings. So I just wanted to sort of put that out there for you guys. Thank you. Next slide. And this is <clears throat> amazing. I mean, you'll be reading this as, I'm, as you're looking at it. This is what people see when they first come to the hospital. Leprosy-affected people who might have walked for days to get here because they know this is where they'll find love and support and acceptance. They are the most important visitors. People affected by leprosy are the most important visitors in our premises. They are not dependent on us. We are dependent on them. Service to them is the purpose of our work. They are not outsiders to our service. They are part of it. 
We are not doing them a favour by serving them. They are giving us an opportunity to do so because that is what Jesus called us to do. Go alongside and help and heal people affected with leprosy. Thank you. Next slide. So the hospital is a a renowned centre for excellence. People do travel for days. I mean, they've got no transport. It's very difficult to access um, Anandaban. They even come over from the border of India to this hospital because it is so good. It is a centre of excellence. It's also an international research centre because we are researching the um, leprosy bacteria to see what we can do, to see how effective vaccines can be, to see if maybe we need to improve the multi-drug therapy which has been available for um, since 1982. So it all happens here at Anandaban. The reconstructive surgery, people with leprosy, they lose sensations on their hands and feet because the bacteria damages the nerves and so therefore their hands start to curl like this. And their foot, you know, we normally can walk along, but someone with leprosy, you can tell people with leprosy because they walk with their foot up like this because they've got drop foot. Their foot just drags along the ground and they can't feel their toes. So as they're dragging it along, they are, you know, basically eroding away the end of their foot. Um, But reconstructive surgery has been pretty much pioneered here, here in Perulia Hospital in India. To, to give people back their, their self-esteem, their ability to put a shirt on, they're able to cook and clean and what have you. Because as you can imagine, when your hands are like this, you can't do anything. But the minute you can open the hands up, you've got the ability to do what most of us can do. They still don't have the gift of pain that we have. You think, oh, really, is it a gift? But yes, it is. Because if your hand went near a fire, you go, ouch, that, that was, that's hot. They can't feel that. So they'd put their hand by fire and they wouldn't know that the fire was eating away on their fingers. So it is a gift of pain that they don't have. But in the hospital, in the theatres, they're able to open up the fingers and the drop foot to give them back their livelihoods. Um, And actually, in the earthquake, I don't know if you guys remember, it was the 25th of April, two and a half years ago, um, Oh, thousands, well, yeah, there was nine million people were either, you know, affected very badly and two and a half thousand children were killed. It was a tragic time. But they all came to the leprosy hospital to have their, um, you know, their broken legs, their crushed limbs to, to have them, you know, looked after. And it's what was really interesting, talk about grace in action, is that the people like the leprosy affected pe- people lying in the hospital beds that have been shunned by their community when they saw the earthquake victims coming in they said come have my bed your need is more acute than mine and they would vacate their bed letting the very person that had ostracized them in the bed and then they they looked after them they made sure they had food and water wonderful you know god uses stuff in such fabulous ways even in a dark, horrible situation like the earthquake. So next slide, please. For this World Lepsy Sunday, I really want to talk about the hospital heroes because I think it's all really important we acknowledge the people behind the scenes. For the last few years, I've sort of talked about bricks and mortar because post the earthquake, lots of work had to be done. But here's Dr. Indra. Um, 
he was trained in Moscow to be an orthopaedic surgeon and his career was just taken off. You know, he was going to be a big surgeon in a big hospital in London or Frankfurt or somewhere. But then his wife, and behind every great man, there's always an awesome woman, isn't there, women? (laughs) And his wife had a very strong sense that God was saying, we need to go to Anandaban Hospital, Leprosy Mission Hospital. So not a big international hospital in London or New York or anywhere. It was to go to, you know, 50 kilometers outside of Kathmandu. And he learnt there the reconstructive surgery to open the, hand, open the hands. Dr Indra, with his wife, has, they've been there at Anandaban Hospital for 10 years. And to this day, he says, I know because my wife told me, but he confirmed it, that God has called them to this place. Now, he could be earning 10, 20 times as much if he was in a big hospital in, say, London. Um, But he knows his mission, his service, is to stay with people in an Andaban hospital serving. Isn't that a hero? You know, I mean, that is real sacrificial missionary work. So he helps cure and restore people affected with leprosy physically. Next slide, please. And I want to talk to you about the lovely Ruth in the white coat. Ruth has also been at Anandaban for 10 years. She's married with a 10-year-old boy, and she is the counsellor. And you think, we mustn't forget that these leprosy-affected people who, A, they've contracted this hideous disease, B, they've been thrown out of their families and schools and communities, their disabilities have become, you know unmanageable and so you can imagine their self-esteem their character their whole purpose of life has just been brought down to nothing so what Ruth does so lovingly is restore them back helping them to know how fearfully and wonderfully made they are in the image of God that she helps to build their self-esteem she helps especially the young kids that come in you know they could be eight, nine, ten-year-old boys and girls, and, you know, if they've been bullied at school, that is not good. So what she helps them to do is to say, actually, you're pretty cool, and we're going to sort out your hands and your feet, and then you are going to go back in going, do you know what, I'm a, I'm a dude, as some of the young guys would say, because they are, and we shouldn't let something like leprosy just strip all that away from them and left them feeling as if they've got nothing because they have everything. So bless Dr. Ruth every single day. She is in an underbound hospital helping to reclaim and restore lives. Thank you. Next slide. Okay, I want to talk to you about Mahindra. <clears throat> just quickly with Mahindra's story. Mahindra contracted leprosy when he was just six years old. Now, I have mentioned the multi-therapy drug. If Mahindra at six had been given these course of antibiotics, and they do little kids' smaller versions of tablets, his leprosy would have stopped in its tracks. It is 100% curable. And Mahindra would have just had coloured patches on his, on his arm, maybe, just, you know, oval, slightly lighter coloured patches, first signs of leprosy. But his family didn't take him to any doctor's they sort of hid him away, which is quite typical. And then when he was 10 years old, his father kicked him out of the house, said, I don't want anything else to do with you, because his symptoms had become very obvious. Um, you know, you praise God that someone actually took him to an Andaban hospital, and I don't know the ins and outs of that, but he ended up there. He had to have an amputation 
because his ulcer's in his feet, and don't forget he can't feel anything on the bottom of his foot, so he doesn't know if he's stepped on a stone or a nail. And even if he sees that he has, and it's looking not nice, he can't feel it, so he doesn't care. Um, and then anyway, that ate into his... So he had to have the lower part of his leg amputated. And you can... I mean, the, the bit where he's sitting on the bed, he must have just thought, life's not worth living. What have I got to hope for? And then, and when he was in his wheelchair, you know, you could see, okay, he was getting around in a chair, but not perfect. Then he had a prosthetic leg. And his life has been transformed. He actually doesn't want to leave Anandaban Hospital because he's never felt so much love and acceptance. Um, so we're going to have to see what happens with Mahindra, who's, um, I think he's now just coming up to 16. But praise God that you have able to restore his life. You've done it. You've given it, because that prosthetic leg, the amputation and the having the prosthetic isn't that cheap. So we couldn't do that for free for everybody. I mean, he didn't obviously have to pay, but because of you, you enabled him to have a life transformation. Thanks for that on his behalf. Um, I want to show you next, the next clip is, is just a little um, film. And it started already, so I'll tell you about it when we're Anandaban finished. Hospital, nestled in the foothills of the Himalayas, is a leprosy mission hospital which does so much more than provide medical care to leprosy patients. It's a beacon of light to leprosy-affected people throughout Nepal and even across the border into India. The love and emotional support received at Anandaban is just as essential as treating a patient's leprosy. Although leprosy is a curable disease, many communities in Nepal still see it as a curse. Leprosy-affected people are treated as the lowest of the low, they are often thrown out of their communities and left to beg for survival. Many struggle for days to reach Anandaban Hospital, the only place they know they will be welcomed. Surgeon Dr Indra Napit and counsellor Ruth Shrestha have both served at Anandaban Hospital for the best part of a decade. Dr Indra said he was called by God to Anandaban. This is where he learned to do reconstructive surgery on leprosy patients. Dr Indra conducts a range of life-changing surgery which enables leprosy-affected people to regain use of hands which have clawed, corrects drop foot so they no longer drag a foot on the ground whilst walking, and prevents blindness through eye surgery, which enables a patient to blink again. Can you imagine the difference this surgery makes to a person's life? Dr Indra said, It is a real joy to see the happiness on their face after they have had their deformities corrected. Ruth knows firsthand that psychological support is as important as physical treatment at an underband. She encourages the patients to share the burdens they are carrying. Ruth says that once the patients feel loved and valued, they're more likely to care for themselves and their numb hands and feet, decreasing the chance of them getting ulcers. 16-year-old Mahendra recently had a prosthetic leg fitted at an Andaban. Mahendra was six when he first showed signs of leprosy, but he did not receive the cure until years later. He lost his fingers and had his leg amputated because of the terrible effects of leprosy. While Mahendra is always laughing and joking, he was traumatised by his father rejecting him when he found out that he had leprosy. Through spending time with Ruth, he has received some healing for his heartbreak. Anandaban is Mahendra's safe haven where he is loved and accepted. If your church is willing, you can help bind up the wounds of broken-hearted people like Mahendra by giving life-changing care, surgery and prosthetic limbs. Together, we can help transform the lives of people who
who have been devastated by leprosy. Together, we can give them a hope and a future. Please give what you can now before someone else is lost to the shadow of leprosy. Your prayers and donations will transform lives. Thank you. You might recognise in that clip um, Songs of Praise presenter. I know I really should know her name. Oh, she's great. Be- yeah. Um, Songs of Praise was filmed at Anandaban in August. So it's part of Princess Diana's, you know, her 20-year anniversary of her death because Princess Diana went to Anandaban Hospital. And because the BBC film crew with all their flashy stuff did all this wonderful film, I said, could we have what's left over, the rushes? And they went, yeah, help yourself. So, fantastic. Then we were able to create a mini little film for you guys to see, because it does help to see the the hospital. Um, So, yes. Um, Thank you. The next slide. So, yes, it's... um, how you can help, and you have all got a pack, actually. Um, you should have had a, a little flyer. So how you can help is through, you know, your prayer. Prayer is absolutely key for this, for God's work to continue. Um, and just raising the awareness of leprosy, even just to say, oh, you never guess what I heard in church today. Every two minutes, a new case is diagnosed with leprosy. And donations. There are little donation boxes. This is a flat pack version. Um, and there, there are ways that you can help to do that. Okay, next slide, please. I mean, to give you an idea of, of the cost, £120 provides the life-changing reconstructive surgery. So that's what um, Mahindra has, has had on his hands and on his foot, on his dropped foot, that's the one that hadn't had the amputation. 375 provides a prosthetic limb and essential physiotherapy to help Mahindra walk again. And 3500 covers the cost of running a hospital bed for a year. So that just gives you an idea of the ongoing costs um, over in Nepal. Thank you. But you'll see on here, I, there's a picture of Mahindra. And this is a, a regular giving form. Um, it helps us tremendously at the leprosy mission to be able to plan ahead when we know regularly X amount of money is coming in. So we're just saying for £3 a month, you can help Anandaban staff to heal, restore, and love leprosy-affected patients. And they're hearing about the good news of Jesus at the same time. The regular giving, even if it is just £3, helps. Lots of £3 are coming in. It helps us to be able to plan ahead to say, do you know, we think we can probably do more prosthetic uh, leg surgery, or we can plan some more reconstruction surgery. It just helps us. And obviously, you're free to cancel your direct debit any time. Okay, next one. And so, you know, it's just thank you. Thank you. This church is so supportive of the leprosy mission. Ian does such a great job in just keeping the awareness up. And, you know, it's because of you that these big changes are happening. You know, these are our brothers and sisters thousands of miles away. You may never go to an Andaban hospital. But... It doesn't matter because the work you're doing as a missionary is completely changing and restoring lives. And that's what Jesus called us to do. So I know if Mahindra was here, he'd be going, thank you and God bless you because you have changed his life. Thank you.
The first reading can be found on page 748 of the Pew Bibles, should you wish to follow. From the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 1 to 9. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long, long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Aliens will shepherd your flocks, foreigners will work your fields and vineyards, and you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of their shame, my people receive a double portion, and instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance. And so they will inherit a double portion in their land, and everlasting joy will be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and iniquity, and in my faithfulness I will reward them and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. The second reading can be found on page 1034, Luke chapter 6, verses 17 to 23. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by evil spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their fathers treated the prophets. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I come to you this morning to look at God's word, let's just open in prayer. 
Oh, Father God, thank you that you are with us now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come down to each one of us. And I pray now that as as I speak, Lord, that you will anoint my lips. They will be your words, not mine. Lord, that you will open our ears and our hearts to hear what it is that you're wanting to say to each one of us this morning. And may the glory be to you, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray this in your name. Amen. As I said earlier, today is World Leprosy Sunday, and around the world there are millions acknowledging the suffering of those affected with leprosy. So I'm just going to look at today's talk in the face of suffering. You know, as we've come into a new year, 2018, I sort of look back on 2017, and it just appeared to me that the world was groaning as in the pains of childbirth. The fire in the Grenfell Towers... Terrorist attacks around the world, including the Manchester and the London bombings. Floods in Bangladesh. Closer to home, it's our own family sicknesses. There's, we hear of divorce and we hear on the news about you know, murder and, and rape. You know, the list goes on. And also, every two minutes, someone around the world is diagnosed with leprosy. Last year alone, 214,000 people were diagnosed with leprosy. That's 214,000 people are suffering the consequences of this hideous, debilitating, ancient disease. (laughs) Leprosy robs individuals of their livelihoods, robs them of their family, their communities, their education, their self-worth. Leprosy is a bacteria disease transmitted on breathed-out droplets, If I was coughing and sneezing and I had leprosy, you might catch it. But they're only caught by someone breathing on them on a regular and a prolonged basis. It only attacks the nerves at the end of your hands and feet and eyes, preventing the sense of the feeling of pain. They do not have the gift of pain that we have, which in turn causes um, infection from the cuts that they'll have and the burns that that they, they don't feel. It's a subsequent infection that causes so much of the physical deformities familiar with leprosy. The loss of fingers and the toes and the joint deformities I was talking about earlier. The infected nerves also prevent the brain messages to the muscles which cause the claw hand, the hands to go like this, the drop foot and the eyelids that stop working to protect the eyes. There are no easy answers for this, the painful realities which many of us face in our lives. There is something deeply mysterious, strange and inexplicable about the suffering which we meet, both in our own lives and those we are called to help. There's an anonymous quotation from the hospice movement that's been a great source of strength and wisdom. Suffering is not a question that demands an answer. It's not a problem which demands a solution. It's a mystery that demands a presence. We are not called to give answers and explanations. We're called to be there, to be a presence with those who are facing suffering and loss and pain and are in need. And what we see from the passage from Luke's gospel that we've just heard is that God himself in the person of Jesus came to be there with the afflicted, the oppressed and the suffering. The passage goes to say a large crowd of his disciples 
were there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Jesus chose to spend his time not with the elite and the privileged, but those who suffered from various diseases, those with mental and spiritual anguish, those who are outcasts of society. And he cared about every single aspect of their lives, their physical needs, their psychological anguish, and their spiritual despair. Luke's gospel has a physician's eye for the details of the human body. He focused on the outcasts, the people of no account, the broken, the sick, the abandoned people who had come to Jesus. And really just the profound and sensitive way in which Jesus cared, the way that he was a presence for each one of them. Time and again, Luke and the other gospel writers went out of their way to show that Jesus was deeply moved and engaged by human suffering. He entered, he entered into the experiences of others. Luke uses a Greek word, splanchdizomai, which, which literally means his bowels were moved with compassion. In the literal Greek, he was gutted by the suffering of others. Another word implies that he was troubled like the swirling of deep waters. Another that he snorted like a horse in anger. The God who is revealed in Jesus is not a God who gives explanations for the pain. Instead, he enters into the experience of the suffering. And on the cross, he took our pain, our guilt and our suffering in his body. In fact, it seems to me that this is the deepest mystery of the Christian faith. Suffering and evil and pain can be transformed, can be redeemed by God's grace and turned into something unexpected and wonderful. It seems that God's plan for this age is not to abolish human suffering, but to redeem it, to bring blessing and healing out of evil and pain. This is a deep mystery I've experienced it in my own life and I've seen it in the lives of many, many others. There's no evil situation, however twisted, however malevolent, however apparently meaningless, which cannot in some sense be transformed by God's grace and power into a blessing and a healing. That's a statement of faith, really. We can't prove it, but as the body of Christ, we believe it. But the process of the healing, the redemption and transformation doesn't happen automatically. It requires our willing acceptance and the cooperation with God's love and God's power working through the Holy Spirit. And I can't talk about the mystery of suffering without looking into the future. In Christian thought, suffering is always shot through with a hope and a longing for the future. God's plan for this age is not to abolish suffering, But he has promised that one day he will. At the end of the book of Revelation, we read the words, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be any more mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. I welcome that day.
I've always been struck by this image. This is not a picture of a terrible and fearful holy God. No, this is a mother's lap and a child whose face is streaked and blotchy from hours of crying and gentle fingers are stroking away the tears. This is our God, the motherly father, the one who inspires every gentle and compassionate carer. The one who promises that one day there will be no more mourning, no more crying, and no more pain. Jesus stepped in and understood our suffering. Wesley Bailey, the founder of the Leprosy Mission, went to India as a young man in the 1860s from Ireland. During his visit, he witnessed the severe suffering of leprosy and he vowed to make caring for those affected with leprosy his lifetime work. Wesley was quite shocked by what he saw in India. Many leprosy-affected people left abandoned and outcast were severely disfigured with the clawed hands, the stumped feet, and some were blind, and some had horribly disfigured faces. Bailey wrote, I almost shuddered, yet at the same time I was fascinated And I felt that if ever there was a Christ-like work to be done in this world, it was to go amongst those poor sufferers and bring them the consolation of the gospel. The Leprosy Mission started as a mission based on prayer, focusing on and providing love, care and treatment for leprosy-affected patients. The medical care provided excellent interventions, including curing, healing, treating ulcers, and the reconstructive surgery that I spoke about earlier. But like Wesley Bailey, we are called to be there with those who suffer, to be a presence. Suffering is just a mystery that demands a presence. This was the profound and wonderful vision that Bailey embodied in his own life and ministry as he developed a new and compelling way of caring for those that society had abandoned. And that life-changing vision of caring for leprosy-affected people has spread across the world and is still developing and growing 143 years later. I think there's more energy behind it now than there ever has been. Praise God. Leprosy is a disease of the poor, most of which cannot afford medical care. But just as essential as treating a patient's leprosy and tending to the wounds is the love and the emotional support that they find at an Andaban hospital. Although leprosy is mildly infectious and a curable disease, most communities in Nepal still see it as a curse associated with the misconceptions of an ancient disease. Leprosy-affected people are treated as the lowest of the low. They are the outcast. They are the abandoned. They are frequently thrown out of their families and villages and they're left to beg for survival, just shuffling along because their feet and legs don't work anymore. Many struggle for days to reach an Andaban hospital and they know that's the only place that they are going to feel welcomed. The staff at Anandaban Hospital offer leprosy-affected people with love, care and acceptance. And it is indeed a privilege to be part of God's team, to partner with him, coming alongside those who suffer, to love one another as God loved us. 
But the question is, and it's a question I ask myself each day, and I think it's a question for all of us, are we willing and prepared to be healers and restorers of broken, suffering lives that have been devalued and ostracised? Are we prepared to respond to God's calling, binding up the brokenhearted to make a difference, coming alongside those in need, those who suffer in mind, body and spirit, whether it's in our families or in our church or in our local communities, St. Juan's or Jersey. Together, as members of God's family, we are the body of Christ. We can come alongside the doctors and nurses who sacrificially ease the suffering and the trauma of people affected by leprosy in hospitals like Anandaban. There are many more, but it's Anandaban that we're focusing on today. So whether this is in Nepal or whether it's here in Jersey, together we can be part of God's team making a lasting difference in people's lives. Let us pray. Oh, Father God, we just thank you that it is indeed a privilege to be called to be part of your team, making a difference. Because together we can help people in our local community, in our families, in our church, here, on, here in this island of Jersey, and with people affected with leprosy. So, Father, we just thank you that you have called us to love one another as you have loved us. Thank you, Father God, that you sent Jesus to show you your heart and your compassion. And so I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you will inspire each one of us, fill us to overflowing with hearts of compassion for other people. And we just give you the thanks and praise, Lord Jesus, that you came to show us the way. And in your name we pray. Amen.